Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything. Life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Surge Effect. Now, before we get rolling on today's podcast, I'm just going to throw out a couple of sponsors for today. Our first sponsor of today is Love My Legs Own Sound Gray Bruce. Love My Legs allows you to strut with confidence, offering three styles of waistbands for comfort and wearability and the only lifetime guarantee in the industry. For more information, follow them on Facebook at Love My Legs Own Sound Gray Bruce. Just click on the link below. It takes you right to their Facebook page and check out all their stuff. Our second sponsor of today is He Shirts, She Shirts. He Shirts, She Shirts are more than just a t-shirt company. Click on the link below, check out their webpage and all the stuff that they have to offer besides just t-shirts. All right. Well, let's get rolling here. Um, Hopefully this won't be a long podcast, but I just want to touch base on a few things that are going on down in the United States of America. Things that have happened in the past and, of course, things that are going on right now. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Donald Trump today and a little bit about Biden and um, just about the similarities, whether you may or may not like him. doesn't matter to me. I don't have any dog in this in this hunt. It, it, it doesn't matter to me whether you like the guy, hate the guy. But the way the media has bashed this guy is unreal. And like I said, whether you like what he's done, whether you don't like what he's done, just I'm just going to place a few videos for you here, and maybe you can kind of set the record straight on a couple of things, maybe something that you didn't know before. Um, it's in my personal view that when he was back doing debates, and uh, talking about different things. One of the first things he mentioned was about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Now, he's not from the good old boys club. So not being from the good old boys club, that's going to get him in a lot of deep shit because the good old boys club, all these politicians, they don't want this guy because he does not play well with others. So ask yourself, why don't they want this guy? Why don't they want him in? Why do not they want the door to open up and let him come on in with open arms? Ask yourself that question. Because he's very disruptive when it comes to their political game. And it is a political game. Make no bones about it, whether it's Canada or the states. It's a political game. They're playing with human beings' lives, citizens of both countries. So I'm just going to play this one a little clip of uh, the one debate. I'm just going to cue it up here. Just give me one second. And it's the very first, one of the very first debates that he was in. And he mentioned uh, weapons of mass destructions, or uh, weapons of mass destruction, WMDs in Iraq. And I believe it was a huge mistake on his part because they all kind of went, uh-oh, we got to get this guy because he is going to basically pull back the curtain and you're going to see everything that's behind that curtain, and they do not want that to happen. So um, let's just watch what he has to say here at this debate, and uh, we'll go from there. 
The war in Iraq, we spent $2 trillion, thousands of lives. We don't even have it. Iran is taking over Iraq with the second largest oil reserves in the world. Obviously, it was a mistake. So George Bush made a mistake. We can make mistakes, but that one was a beauty. We should have never been in Iraq. We have destabilized right. the Middle East. But so you, so I mean, so you still think he should be in peace? I think it's my turn. Isn't it? You do whatever you want. You call it whatever you want. I want to tell you, they lied. Okay. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There were none, and they knew there were none. There were no weapons of mass. Right. Okay. Destruction. All right. Now, you can hear the people booing in the background, and he was right. They went into Iraq and found zero weapons of mass destruction. Zero. So why didn't they leave? Why did they not just leave? They chose to stay. A lot of Americans lost their lives. For what? No weapons of mass destruction. So just let that kind of sink in. It's kind of it's kind of shitty that they that they pulled that, but but they did, and uh, he said it, and the people on that stage, as well as the people in the world and the political arena, did not like what he said at all, because I believe I believe he nailed it. So um, anyway, of course, with the media, mainstream media. Uh, they just barrage citizens of the world with the same story over and over and over again. One of the stories was when Trump was talking about the Charlottetown riots and he was saying, oh, there was good people on both sides. But what happens is they take those little clips and they just clip out what they want. So I'm going to play for you just in a second here. I'm going to play for you the whole, that whole chunk it's a couple of minutes, about two minutes and 30 seconds long ballpark, but you'll, you'll see what I mean. You'll be able to go online and see when he says, you know, good people on both sides, and people are, and then they kind of cut it off, and it's like, whoa, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a white supremacist, and he's a racist, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm going to play this, this full clip for you, and you'll be able to hear exactly what he says. And just in case you don't know, here it is. I'm not putting anybody on a moral plane. What I'm saying is this. You had a group on one side and you had a group on the other, and they came at each other with clubs, and it was vicious, and it was horrible, and it was a horrible thing to watch. But there is another side. There was a group on this side, you can call them the left, you've just called them the left, that came violently attacking the other group. So you can say what you want, but that's the way it is. <laughs> Well, I do think there's blame. Yes, I think there's blame on both sides. You look at you look at both sides. I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it. And you don't have any doubt about it either. And and, and, and if you reported it accurately, you would say. And you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. George Washington was a slave owner. 
Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down, excuse me, are we going to take down, are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now are we going to take down his statue? So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history, you're changing culture, and you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers, and you see them come with the, with the black outfits, and with the helmets and with the baseball bats, you got a, you had a lot of bad you had a lot of bad people in the other group. So do you see do you see how they changed the narrative for that little clip? They took that clip and they cut out just what they wanted the people to see, and they they played that over and over and over again in the news, and people believe that what he said was that you know oh, there's good people on both sides. He condemned. The neo Nazis and all and, and the white supremacists. He did all that, but see, this isn't good enough for mainstream media. And the reason why I say that is because I, everyone thinks that he's a racist. They and they always try to pinpoint that that he's a racist. Meanwhile, his company, long before he became president, had more minority people in in higher up positions than any other corporation company in, in the United States of America. But people don't. You don't hear about that. Just the bad stuff. So like I said, hey, listen, I got no dog in, uh, in this hunt. And you know what? It is what it is. But I just don't like to see whether it's Trump or, you know, Joe Blow or Mr. Potato. It doesn't matter. To, it doesn't matter to me. Just give the guy a fair shake. But they don't because they don't want him in the club. So I'm going to play this little clip for you here. And this is Trump talking about basically... Uh, racism, because he's been asked the same question over and over and over again. Something that you've probably never seen because you've never looked for it because maybe you, know, you just don't care. I don't know. But anyway, here it is right here. In this clip, he denounces racism 38 times over the course of a couple of years. But this isn't good enough for mainstream media because they only want you to hear that he's racist. So here, let's, let's uh, have a listen. I denounce white supremacy, okay? Wait, are you listening? I denounce white supremacy. Okay. What's your next question? I denounce white supremacy. Okay. You start off with white supremacy, I denounce it. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say... Look at Biden's face. He's just waiting for him to just just go, oh, he's a racist, right? Whereas I'm going to talk about Biden in a second after this clip. Check it that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do that? I totally disavow the Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. Any group of hate, I am, whether it's white supremacy, whether it's any other kind of supremacy, whether it's Antifa, whether it's any group, of hate. I am very concerned about it, and I'll do something about it. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. These sinister ideologies must be defeated. Hate has no place in America.
And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Racism is evil. And those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. I didn't even know he endorsed me. David Duke endorsed me? Okay. All right. I disavow. Okay? What about the David Duke is saying to his supporters and followers, vote for Donald Trump. White supremacists are saying, do you want those votes? No, I don't want them, and I don't want him to say it. Let me ask you about this one. Uh, Are you ready before you ask the question? Newt Gingrich said every Republican should repudiate this guy I no did. matter what it takes. And I do. Right. Rebuked. Is that okay? Rebuked. Rebuked. Done. Done. When Chris joined, we had a news conference, and they asked me the exact same question. I said, I disavow. I put out a tweet, and I put out on Facebook that I totally disavow. And I disavowed then. I disavowed today on ABC with George Stephanopoulos. I disavowed again. I mean, how many times are you supposed to disavow? But I disavow. Secondly, uh, David Duke and all were disavowed. I disavowed him on Friday. I disavowed him on Twitter and Facebook. They were disavowed again. I disavowed him every time I speak to somebody virtually. It was totally disavowed. So are you prepared right now to make a clear and unequivocal statement renouncing the support of all white supremacists? Of course I am. Of course I am. I mean, there's nobody that's done so much for equality as I have. You know, uh, David Duke is a bad person who I disavowed on numerous occasions over the years. I See, now, David Duke, keep in mind, he is a uh, uh, situated he's with the KKK. So he, he's part of the KKK, and that's why they want to pigeonhole him and say, oh, well, you know, David Duke is supporting you, and he wants, you know, to, to get other people to vote for you. So they're trying to marry them up with each other. So if that's the case and they're friends or they're, 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 he, he likes them, then that makes Trump a racist. You understand? Okay. Disavowed him. I disavowed the KKK. Mickey, just to put it clear, I disavowed him in the past and I disavow him now. What do you see as the biggest problem with the Reform Party right now? Well, you've got David Duke just joined, a bigot, a racist, a problem. I mean, this is not exactly the people you want in your party. And I disavowed David Duke, and I disavowed him the day before at a major news conference, but I disavowed David Duke. Now, if you look on Facebook, right after that, I also disavowed David Duke. When we looked at it and looked at the question, I disavowed David Duke. So I disavowed David Duke all weekend long on Facebook, on Twitter, and obviously it's never enough. How do you feel about the David Duke quasi-endorsement? I don't... See how they're trying to pigeonhole this David Duke just because he's KKK? How they're trying to marry this up with Trump? It's just unbelievable. And this is like every news uh, outlet that he spoke with. Every reporter that's asked him the same question over and over and over again. These are things that you probably have not seen or even heard. It just boggles my mind. So I'm going to keep playing. This is, he's up to 26 times. I don't need anybody's endorsement. You, I'm not you, looking to repudiate David Duke. Sure. How many times do I have to reject? I've rejected David Duke, rejected David Duke. Uh, I've rejected the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, 
from the time I'm five years old, I rejected them. David Duke and robocalls are out again, the white supremacist movement supporting you. Uh, do you have any enough. words for that? Well, I disavow. The Klu Klux Klan, which obviously I'm going to disavow. Do you want white supremacists to vote for you? No, I don't. I don't. Not at all. <laughs> all right. That's just nonsense. All right. So I'm going to stop there. We're up to 30 on the board. So this goes on for, he does it eight, like eight more times. So I'm just going to stop right there. Anyway, like I said, it's hard to believe that they mainstream media asked him that many times in regards to the KKK, Klu Klux Klan, if you've never heard of them. So let's flip the script a little bit. And there's a video out there. I'm going to let you find it. I, I, I found it real quick. I'm just not going to play it today. It's of uh, Joe Biden. And he's literally saying that the, this gentleman here, his name's uh, Robert Byrd. He was a senator from uh, West Virginia, and he was one of the longest-serving senators in West Virginia. And lo and behold, he was a Klu Klux Klan member. So there's a little bio of him right there. Now, if you go online, you look, and people say that uh, Joe Biden did a eulogy at his funeral, but he didn't uh, actually do a eulogy at his funeral. He just uh, he just spoke, I think, in front of the, one of the lawns at the White House or something like that, and said that um, he was his friend, that this gentleman here, this Mr. Byrd, was his friend. Now, people also say that he was a... Um, what do you what do you call it the 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 head the head of the KKK the imperial whatever but he wasn't he was actually what's called an exalted cyclops that's what this uh, bird was but that being said Joe Biden is friends with with this gentleman here this Mr. Bird that was like I said the longest uh, running senator uh, in the states. And he, in fact, was in the KKK. So see how they flip the script? Do you see how they, they switch things around to, to suit their needs? Um, it's, it's just it's unreal. You'll find that clip of Biden in a heartbeat. Just type in Joe Biden and um, Senator Byrd saying that he's friends. You'll find it quick. It's like a little 30, 40-second clip. As also noted, Robert C. Byrd, was a parliamentary library, a keeper of the institution of the Senate, and he was the institution itself. But to me, and many people here today, like guys I see, Bill Bradley and Jim Sasser, who long left the Senate for greener pastures, and I hope better remuneration. We used to kid about that too, but I, uh, for a lot of us, he was a friend. He was a mentor and he was a guy. Um, anyway, so that being said, with Trump, they've been trying to get him, trying to get him since day one for everything. It's funny because I, I, uh, I've told numerous people this, uh, even when before he even took took the oath of office, they wanted to impeach him on the first day. It was in the I think the uh, Washington Post or the New York Times, or basically let the impeachment begin before he even got any work done. Why? Why did they want to do that right off the bat? Uh, ask yourself that question. So there's that. And I also told people long ago, you, you watch all the people come out of the woodwork, all the people that will come out of the work, we're going to try to sue them to say, oh, he, he raped me or he touched me inappropriately. Or, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And sure enough, they just keep throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. 
and hopefully, you know, get this guy in Samba. So now he's being, you know, dragged through the court systems again in New York, which is a, uh, a Democrat uh, area, New York. Good luck trying to get a fair trial there, which is which is crazy because Bragg kind of has some trumped up charges, no pun intended there. And um, the other lady that got him for uh, uh, rape, but that didn't go through at, in the courts. Um, anyway, there's other people in the political system that did things and nothing's happened to them. Nothing. Like I said, I, I could care less if it's Trump or Mr. Potato Head or Joe Blow. It doesn't matter to me. So here's one of um, when Hillary Clinton, when she, of course, deleted all her emails and she smashed all her uh, all her Blackberries. But people are like, oh, that didn't happen. Surely that didn't happen. Well, I'm going to play this for you and you're going to see that it, in fact, did happen. Now, listen to the banter back and forth from these lawyers. And this is a CNN reporter that's that's asking them questions. She doesn't like where it goes with the with the Blackberries towards the end of this clip. Watch what happens. Campaign wanted this report to come out. Why? Because the FBI had an exhaustive year-long investigation. They talked to probably dozens and dozens and dozens of people, hours, hours and hours of testimony. And the decision not to recommend uh, prosecution for was absolutely unanimous. Was it careless? Yes. Was it a mistake? Yes. As Hillary Clinton said, I should not have done this, and if I ever had to do it again, I'd make a different decision. But was yes. it criminal? No. It was not. Keep in mind, if that was Trump, he would be in jail, but it was Hillary Clinton, and they let her off. Oh, that's no big deal. Don't worry about those emails. Big deal. Criminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the on. benchmark now to go become ahead. president, is not no, to be a criminal in jail. To be so let's go through the facts. 17,500 emails that she lied about turning over. The server wipe. Within weeks of there being a report that she had a private server, it was wiped. She thought that C, which stands for classified, stood for, stood for cookie or something, which stands That's for classified. She thought that drone strikes are not classified. She said that the reason she used the private server is for convenience, and that she only had one uh, device. She used 13 Blackberries, let me finish, and five iPads. At least she doesn't just stick to either Blackberry or iPad. This is somebody who is absolutely disqualified from becoming president. They destroyed Blackberries with hammers in the State Department. That's not what won the president. Actually, and that, by Evan, the way, Evan, no, Evan, hold on. Way, you fact check it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, he wants to fact check it. Hang okay. on, hang on, Evan Perez. Hammer, fact check that for me, please, on the fly. Uh, yes, they did, Brooke. Uh, as, as, uh, <laughs> as you mentioned, there were uh, 13 devices, the mobile devices, and five iPads that uh, the FBI said that, you know, in some way were used with, with her private email server, and they did, in some cases, just destroy them with hammers when they were done using them. She said that's, that's a she pretty forgot, good way of destroying advice. That is absolutely not following the rules and regulations of the State Department. You know it. You're 52 years old. No Listen, here's the bottom line here. This is somebody who's disqualified from becoming president. She said that she didn't remember her training She's because of a concussion. Forrest, Does she still not enough remember training? Enough of your grandstanding. This is your all, listen, these are all facts. Did I say Forrest, one thing wrong? Let, let Forrest, Forrest, your let candidate speak. has committed inducement to, in, uh, to incite espionage. What are you talking about? Are you kidding? He has basically okay, impersonated Putin. Okay, sounds good. That's, that that is a ridiculous statement. Against the United States. That, frankly, should be a okay. treasonous... Always oh, friends with, with Vladimir Putin to create espionage against the United States. Well, that's a good one. I didn't hear that one myself, but that is wild. You all know that's not true now. That's bullshit, right? So, do you see how they just keep throwing shit at the wall to see what's going to stick? But my point is... Clinton destroyed all those Blackberries with hammers and iPads, and zero happened. Ask yourself a quick question. 
if that was Clinton, if that would have been Hillary Clinton, what would have happened? You know what would have happened. If it was Trump, jail. Clinton, easy. She's off. No big deal. It's like different rules for different folks down there. So, And here's, of course, Hillary Clinton's. Uh, her husband, when he was... Um, when he was president, you all know what happened with this situation right here. I'm going to play this little clip for you, and this is actually Bill Clinton talking about uh, about that situation. So let's uh, let's hear what Bill has to say. Last night, but I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. Don't it's a pretty late life. Isn't that something? He uh, he said that one day, and uh, lo and behold, the next day. He says this. When I was alone with Miss Lewinsky on certain occasions in early 1996 and once in early 1997, I engaged in conduct that was wrong. These encounters did not consist of sexual intercourse. They did not constitute sexual relations as I understood that term to be defined at my January 17, 1998 deposition. Isn't that something? So just, he doesn't think it was, so it's like, oh yeah, well, it wasn't. Like, get real. These people are living in a dream world. But my point is this. You can't, you can't have two sets of rules, Right? Law is the law. It, it's supposed to be equal. doesn't matter who you are. No one is above the law. And people say it all the time. The Democrats say that all the time. Right? So, like, the situation we have right now, for instance, with um, – so tr the, the Trump right now is going to – going through the uh, court systems now again because of uh, classified documents. Give you an example. So these classified documents, for instance, were in his room. So these are banker boxes, right? Everyone knows how, what a ream of paper is. It's like 500 sheets, so it's like, yeah, it's about like yay. Well, 100 sheets supposedly is what they found in all those boxes that were classified, only 100. And this was in a locked room, keep in mind, at Mar-a-Lago. So 100 sheets ballpark is what they found of classified documents. It's about like yay. So why would they take that picture of all those banker boxes to make it look like there's actually more than there really is? So supposedly... There was a hundred ballpark, a hundred sheets of classified documents that the FBI found when they went through all those files in a locked room that they actually had. You know, they talked to the FBI about and said, "You allow us to put it somewhere else." And they said, "Ah, oh, it's okay, blah blah blah." And all of a sudden, boom, they raid his house. So that's kind of strange. Did they do that with Biden when Biden's stuff was uh, in his garage? If you look, if you look right here in this area right here. That area right there is not secure, but yet that's okay. 
See, this is my point, is that you can't, you can't have, have it one way and say that Trump's, Trump's boxes, he's going to, you know, he's going to jail, blah, 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 for what he did, but Biden gets off scot-free. It's just a shitty way to do it. So they have to be fair and equal. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, Trump's an angel, and I'm not saying that, that Biden is. All I'm saying is that the law is the law. And if, hey, if he's guilty, by all means. But if he's not, then let it go. But they keep throwing the book at this guy about stuff. And everyone's like, well, I don't like him. I don't like him because of this, or I don't like him because of that. You know, he might not be a, a good person or whatever. Well, being a good person and having good policies and looking after the people of your, of your country are two different things, right? It's like Winston Churchill. He was an amazing leader for England at the, in World War II, but he was a drunkard and he was a womanizer. But he was an amazing leader, and he was an amazing prime minister for England during World War II. So sometimes your personality doesn't quite cut into it. It's who you are as a leader and what you do for the people of your country. So kind of let that, that sink in a little bit, and maybe, maybe you can look at from a different perspective. So hopefully the stuff that I've given you today gives you an idea of, uh, of uh, uh, what it's like. Uh, you know, like I said, with, with the way they go at Trump and what they don't, blah, 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 with his racism and, and uh, his, the banker boxes and all that stuff. And then, of course, uh, what they do with the other people like the Clintons or the Bidens. But uh, anyway, that's it. So anyway, thank you for listening to uh, today's podcast, everyone. And much, much appreciated. Uh, don't forget, I'm on Rumble.com. Uh, just go to rumble.com and type in the surge effect and you will find find me there all the videos that I post on YouTube go there and I can also be uh found on any Android or iPhone device using the podcast app uh just go to the podcast app that you have on your phone and type in the surge effect and you will find me there I'm also on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and please don't forget to Subscribe and like my channel. If you just hit the little bell for notifications, it'll let you know when I post a new video on something. You can leave comments in the comment section below. Please do. Whether you like it, whether you don't, this is what makes the world go around. These are just my opinions, things that I found, things that I kind of put together in my own head. You can decide what you want it with the information that you have, and you're going to come up with your own opinion. Don't need to hate each other over it. We just need to maybe hopefully have a bit of discourse. A little social discourse is good. You should be, you know, get a little playback back and forth, and that gets shit done. Uh, I shouldn't shut you down. You shouldn't shut me down. And hopefully we can get some shit done. Because Bill C-11 in Canada, it sucks. Because they're trying to shut the internet down and shut off the stuff that we can say and hear and see on the internet. It's already been passed through the House. So until Pierre Polyev gets into power and pulls that out of there, we're stuck with Bill C-11. Anyway, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to my podcast. It's much appreciated. And until next time, cheers. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsshishirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.